You're listening to The Creators Channel. All right, everybody, welcome to The Creators Channel. I am very excited to have Danny Shepard here. You may know Danny from his awesome work over at Eastmahawk. Danny is a stunt coordinator. Danny is an editor. Danny is a visual effects artist. Danny is an actor. Danny, (laughs) God, you do so, so freaking much stuff. Um, Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about what you do and what is Eastmahawk? Uh, yeah, um, I thank you for that. I, <laughs> you know, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, right? Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a filmmaker. I uh, I started out as an actor. Uh, I learned how to edit and I learned how to do visual effects. And basically, everything I learned how to do was so I can be an actor. But as I've like, as a, that was like a childhood dream, and as I've continued to kind of. Uh, continue on my path, my journey of, of my filmmaking career, I found that I've fallen into directing more and I, I truly feel the most passionate about that. And it's, it's been really cool uh, to, to be able to, uh, you know, work on a bunch of different projects and, and like see them come to life. And I think like being in that role is the thing that is uh, the most, most fulfilling for me at the moment, but I love doing all of it. You know what I mean? It's like, totally. Glad I'm not working in insurance. No offense to anybody who works in insurance or anything like not that. Not for just, me either, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I'm some of like, them are like the thrill of insurance, but I'm like, you know, yeah, you do. Give you. me something creative to do, man. Like the yeah. fact that uh, that now uh, we can have a career as creatives and it's so much more accessible than it was, say, when our parents were, were young. Even like, like uh, 15 years ago, I swear, yeah. it's gone like all the tools, all the assets, everything has just made it so much easier for us to do it. Dude, um, yeah, I absolutely. think, I think you having all the experience, like you're saying of editing and visual effects and everything, and then choosing the path of a director makes you a better director. I feel like trying to communicate with directors, at least from like a visual effects supervising perspective, like yeah. sometimes just trying to describe what a clean plate is, is like a half hour process. <laughs> and like, you know, you know what they need, that that communication doesn't necessarily have to be there. They can just remind you of something and you get it right away. So yeah, having Absolutely. all that experience probably makes you a better director. I'd like to think so. I'd hope to think so. Uh, I, I know that it's made my job directing easier because I feel like a, a, a director's job is, you know, you got to need to know a little bit about what everybody does so you can properly communicate what the vision is to them and make sure that they're capable of doing their job uh, to the, not only the most efficiency, but allowing them to have that same kind of uh, creativity, you know? So you're not micromanaging, but you're also like not saying, okay, yeah, do whatever you want. Uh, it's it, 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 It's like being able to, I guess, communicate the right ideas, right? Yeah, the right ideas in a finite amount of time without yeah. coming off like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest. That's the biggest thing, man. Yeah, the the collaboration. That's a fine line for sure. So, oh, what yeah. do you do? What is like your day to day work like? Well, uh, I mean, we started Ismahawk as it was a it was you know a YouTube channel primarily as a kind of a, a means to an end to you know, get us to our dream of making movies and television and, and, and actually being able to work, uh, as professionals in film. And, uh, luckily, you know, our, our channel was a really amazing launch pad for us and kind of launched us into, you know, we were working on a bunch of projects for our channel and eventually we were able to kind of start taking on, uh, more independent freelance jobs. And, and it's kind of just opened us up for a lot of really cool stuff. There's, 
um, day to day, uh, it changes all the time. You know, sometimes I'm doing visual effects. Sometimes we're planning out shoots for, uh, like music videos or action scenes. Um, we're just now starting to get into more like motion capture and virtual production stuff. We're on the very, Ooh. we're on the very uh, beginning end of like really pulling that thread. So, uh, it's exciting. It's, oh, it's, it's cool. We, there, there's a lot of fun stuff and, and, uh, uh, so yeah, day to day, it kind of changes. Like we were just working on the new death battle with, uh, with death battle, like versus fight scene for that channel. Right, they changed they their name. A- oh, like, uh, maybe, maybe it's been a year already. Time flies, but before death battle, yeah. they were screw attack. Right. And then they're like, we do the death battles. We're just going to go with that name. And they're like, they're yeah. death battle. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was following them since they were screw attack. They're <clears throat> amazing. And they're not only like, super, super cool dudes. They're really easy to work with and, and a lot of fun to work with. They gave us a lot of, uh, I'd say creative flexibility because, you know, they have their, you know, they're the parameters that we need to work within. They gave us like a sandbox and let us just kind of play on this project. So, hmm. Uh, that was huge. And Jeremy and I, uh, my, my business partner and cinematographer, he was, we were literally like constantly working on visual effects over the past, uh, like five, six months. And that was like literally what our day-to-day looked like just visual for this one project that you're doing with. Wow, dude, that's awesome. And it's like, it's coming to that point that you're like, you're done. You're going to release it. Hopefully fingers (laughs) crossed. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming out for sure, but I always get the worst anxiety whenever a new project comes out. Like, yeah. oh my God, I hope people like it. Like, we spent so much time on it. <laughs> please, please be worth it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, it's with like, huge followings and you guys have done awesome work, I have no doubt the response is going to be awesome. Yeah, thank for you, sure. Yeah, that we'll share it. I'll share it everywhere when it comes out. It's a guarantee. Thank you, man. There's production create assets in there for sure. Oh, really? Uh, Oh cool. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the, I love you using your guys stuff. You guys action VFX oh, awesome. and video co-pilot red giant. Those are my, this is my, my, my quadrant of resources <laughs> I'm constantly pulling from. So it's a, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's in there. I'll send you the shots where we use the oh, sweet, man. Assets. Yeah. I look forward to checking out. it out. Yeah. I love just the, the creator community online and all the tool sets are growing and like red giant. Uh, we had Hashi on the show a little while ago who does the cheap tricks series legend. on there. Yeah. Just yeah. absolutely amazing stuff and just the amount of knowledge people are spitting out is incredible so yeah it makes me I'm, feel like such a novice compared to those guys man they they're like the real visual effects artists i'm more of yeah. a hobbyist compared to, to him dude there's you know, there's just so much information like you can't know every single little thing and like yeah. every I, I feel like being a generalist is kind of more and more an acceptable thing you don't need to be a specialist totally. you don't need to just do like mocap stuff or match moving or roto compositing like you kind of have to do it all. And like, there's no way you're going to be the best at all this stuff. Like you got to be good at some stuff and then okay. at like everything else. Yeah. You got to know when to like, what, what, where the, the point of diminishing returns, right? Like where are you going to be able to be the most uh, useful and flexible and, uh, and again, my business partner, Jeremy cinematographer, he's a, he's, he's very multifaceted. Like he's a, he's, uh, an incredibly skilled cinematographer has worked very hard to develop those skills, but now he's, uh, there's actually, is, is the, is this going to come out after the videos dropped? Is the, when, when is the video dropping? 21st, the 21st. I think so. I think, okay. well, yeah. And we can always delay like a week or something and just like full on promote the video. So 
Okay, yeah, cool. I just want to make sure I don't go crazy. No, no, we're, we won't like be like breaking news. <laughs> yeah, it's all, oh. uh, but like we basically did the Winter Soldier's arm entirely in CG. Like it's really? entirely CGI, and uh, and uh, it, it's pretty crazy. Like it actually no wonder five it, months, man. Yeah, <laughs> it took forever, forever, and so much time and energy because. We had to not only, it's his left arm. We had to not only, we had to- You'd get called out, out on that if you didn't put up the right arm. Yeah, exactly. like, all the comments are like- <laughs> it's the, They don't know what they're talking about. It's like, no, no, I'm a total fanboy. You don't even understand. Uh, but like, yeah, we had to uh, basically paint out his, his arm, his uh-huh. sleeve, which we had a temp sleeve on set. And then we had to fill in the background, obviously, and then composite the arm on top and then have like a layer on top of that. So it's Dude. like, it, it, it took uh, forever, <laughs> but so it looks pretty cool. So I bet, I bet, yeah. So like, let's break this down. He, he's got like the shiny metal arm. So on set, did he have, did you do like a green sleeve that you would key out or was it like all just masking? Like what, how did you remove the arm? Was it king or like by hand? Now there's a more efficient way we could have done it, but we were on a time constraint and, and frankly, we had a little bit more time in post. So uh, what we thought would be better is if we had more of a, uh, an active reference. So we gave him a silver sleeve instead of a green one. Mm. So uh, we could still, uh, we, we were still able to like, since it's such a bright point compared to his body, we were still able to pull a mat from it most cool. of the time mm-hmm. um, because it was such a, a, a hard, uh, and we didn't have to worry about spill or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes pretty much most of the shots, we had to just roto it out. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that, that, that took forever. But yeah, uh, that, you guys are actually working with uh, uh, our buddy Preston, who, uh, who works with yeah. us on visual effects. He actually did a lot of the roto work on, oh, cool. on that as well. So, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I'll talk with him soon and yeah, <laughs> bring that up. Yeah. See if he yeah, survived that long roto mission. Yeah. Oh, he... He's such a trooper, man. He doesn't complain at all, but I'm like, he does so many rota. He's such a hard work. He's a workhorse, man. That oh. kid is, is uh, I love him to death. He's a super passionate, amazingly talented uh, member of our team. So uh, I'm glad that he's working with you guys a little bit. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I really like Preston. I love his work. And it's it's so nice when you find team members who you know you can just rely on. You know, yeah. like I've worked with tons of people. Um, the crew we have here, production crate, everybody's amazing. That's why they work here. Um, but like, you know, just like on a shoot or working with freelancers, you never know what you're going to get if they're the f- like working with them the first time. So yeah, finding Absolutely. like a good, reliable people, man, that, that changes everything. What you're able to do, everybody uh, thinks that, you know, if you're the director, then you are the auteur, you're the genius behind everything. But it's like, uh, I, I, I don't subscribe to that as much because, uh, you know, the director is supposed to be the keeper of the story. You know, you're the one who's supposed to guide the vision and make sure that you, that the, that the vision is presented at its optimal efficiency. But it's not just that one person. It's a team of people. It takes an, like filmmaking is a team sport, right? And having those reliable, not just reliable, but passionate and dedicated crew members is I think what's made every single one of our projects uh, capable of being what they are, you know, mm-hmm. like the good ones are as good as they are because of the people that we had contributing to those projects, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I can't sing the praises of the the group of people that the passionate team of people I work with enough. Cause 
you know, I just be, I just be a kid sitting in front of my computer, you know, trying to make videos by myself without them, <laughs> you know, yeah. we'd still, I'd still be where I was when we started Ismahawk in 2012, you know? Yeah. Talking about like the start of Ismahawk and, um, your co-founder, Jeremy Lee, you guys started mm-hmm. this like 10 years ago, right? So I think, it, I think it's been almost 10 years and that, oh that was God. about the same time production crates started. So it's like crazy to think it about, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're, we're, uh, we're parallel, right? Yeah. Totally. Uh, we were 2012 is when, when I think Ismahawk truly, okay. truly. Yeah. Because we made a, I, I always consider the, it was July of 2012 when we made our first like Nightwing versus Red Hood fight, which was a very terrible fight for some reason still has 4 million. It has 4 million views constantly getting views to this day. It's just, it's literally me as Nightwing. And then Jeremy is literally in front of the camera as uh-huh. with red hood, with the red hood costume. And then he jumps behind the camera to like work the camera. And that was the first time oh, he man. ever even held a camera. Really? And that was what we consider the true beginning of yeah. Ismahawk as it is today, you know? Yeah. Like it, I, so I watched it again uh, today, just like catching up on all my Ismahawk history and um, like it's solid, you know, it's definitely not bad, but I love seeing that video. And then just right afterwards watching the like the latest videos you guys have done and just seeing the growth in that period. It's awesome. Like you Thank can you. be like, cool. Now they got better at shooting and they got better at choreography and visual effects and all these skill sets just seem to kind of like add up till, till you're creating. I think you, so you were, um, um, oh my God, I just blanked out. You were Nightwing in 2012. And then in 2018, you wore the mask again for death yeah. battle, right? Right. It's cool. Like you see six years of progress, like condensed into those two projects. It's cool. Uh, well, and the Nightwing series in between. So we had the 2012 yeah, of course, of course. series. I'm just saying then, like for bookmarking, but yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's really funny because we did Red Hood in that short as well. And then Red Hood appeared in the Nightwing series toward the end. Spoilers, right. if you, if you, if you haven't seen it, it came out in 2014. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't like, seen it, just go watch yeah. it now. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's, Hit it's, pause, you know, go watch the Nightwing series. And then, and then base, watch man. this new death battle. Yeah. Uh, because the growth, uh, personally, like the growth between Nightwing from 2012, 2014, and then 2018 is substantial. But when you see, I think when you see the, the, the level up from the Red Hood stuff is the stuff I, I'm really, really proud of. Cause it feels like, you know, it's like master your tools first, mm-hmm. figure out the techniques. Cause we never had gear. Like, I think everybody has this misconception that Ismahawk is like this production company that has had like a ton of resources and money. It's like, dude, like this, everything that we've made has been self-financed uh, for the most part, aside mm. from like Joker versus Joker had like a small budget from Loot Crate and then Megazord versus Voltron has a small budget from Crunchyroll. And that's pretty much it. And then Kickstarter for the Nightwing series, we got 25K, uh, 35K, but which five of that went sounds like a lot, but if you've actually like gone through the process, like that, those dollars go freaking everywhere. You use them up so fast. The day rate for a cinematographer is like just showing up, not even bringing equipment or gear is like mm-hmm. 12 to 1500 a day yeah. for people's context. So like, that's just one essential crew member that mm-hmm. you need to put something like this together. So it, it racks up quick, but uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of, of resources. And so we've been able to, we've been kind of like just honing our craft and then the resources kind of just come along. So anybody out there, you know, obviously I'm sure there's a lot of up and comers listening to this. It's like, like 
master your skill set, worry about the gear later. The gear isn't going to make you a great uh, filmmaker. The gear is just, they're just tools. You know, if you don't know how to paint, you're not going to be able to paint a glorious picture. It doesn't matter how expensive your brushes are. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think that's great advice. And like camera gear is technology and it evolves Mm -hmm. so rapidly, but whatever fundamentals you learn, that's going to apply and stick with you for the rest of your life. So yeah, I think absolutely that's very useful. Um, talking about the Nightwing series. So that was around 2014, you said, right? I think. Right. Yeah. We shot it in 2013. So Kickstarter at the end of 2012, and then it took us until 2014 to actually be able to release it. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, you're, you know, you weren't at the top of your craft, but it's definitely a solid series. Most web series, even from popular creators with millions of subscribers, they're when they do like a web series thing i feel like they're lucky if they break a million views on any one video like for some reason the standalone videos they they always do better guaranteed but mm-hmm. um the nightwing series i mean you were you got good views on those videos people still watch can't it. believe people it love it yeah it's great man <laughs> yeah to me that's like a Thank very you. good sign of success Thank you so much. And we didn't have any subscribers at that time. Um, we had 30, 35,000 um, when the Nightwing series came out. And uh, so uh, I remember talking to the, the director of the Nightwing series because I didn't direct it. I, I produced, I was very involved on the producing level, um, but I knew that I couldn't be in it and be able to direct it at the quality that I felt it needed to be. So we brought on our friend Adam Zelinsky to direct it. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to him about it and I was like, I was like, man, you know, uh, honestly, like I think we'll be lucky if we, you know, can get a hundred thousand views on each episode. <laughs> oh, so wow. if we can get a hundred thousand views each episode, I feel like it's a success and we should be really proud of that. And he was like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll shoot for higher, but uh, like that, that's good to know. We don't want to get our hopes up. And then the first day, the first episode got a hundred thousand views. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, what happened? I, yeah. I st- still felt like we got super, super lucky, but you know, I still don't know how it happened. Uh, but I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful. It seems like the fans have really received it uh, well. Um, you know, uh, it's always been my dream to to be able to play a superhero and stuff like that. And, and the fact that, uh, that that audience not only uh, kind of like, you know, accepted me as that character but like have such passion for the series even after all this time uh it's uh, it's super humbling and i appreciate it so much because nightwing is one of my favorite superheroes ever i'm a huge dc fan everybody thinks i'm a i, I hate marvel or something because i love dc it's not true i love them both uh, yeah. uh you know batman's my guy I grew up on batman the animated series and whatnot so totally uh you know it, it just it's it's still it's just a, a, a truly humbling and amazing and wonderful thing that even after all these years, people are like, put on the costume again, come back as Nightwing. It's like, <laughs> dude, like we'll see. if, if they put Nightwing in a movie and it's not you, I feel like half the internet is going to be just like enraged. Like you're going to see all these petitions showing up and people walking around, like with your face on like a poster stick chanting oh, in front of DC. Yeah. The executives at Warner Brothers probably hate me. <laughs> They're probably like, this stupid kid. <laughs> yeah, it's not me, man. You got to hire me, but not my yes. fault. Blame the fans, you know? That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so after the, uh, what was the next big project after you finished the Nightwing series? So after the Nightwing series, we thought, we 
you know, we kind of like ran into a wall a little bit and we were like, okay, so like what now? Like this has been our pet project for the last two years. We've spent, you know, all of our time and all of our money and resources on it. And, uh, you know, because like uh, I said before, like we got that budget off of Kickstarter, but like, you know, nobody really got paid from it. Uh, mm -hmm. And Jeremy and I, uh, on, on top of a lot of other people, like the director included, like invested a lot of our own resources into it. I mean, I think we, we individual put like 10 to 15,000 extra in there uh, oh, wow. just from our own pocket, maybe even more if you're not including like the time and labor we spent. So we kind of hit a wall like, oh, what are, what are we going to do now? And, uh, and I think I had like 500 bucks left in my account. And I was like, I have this idea, like, what if we did like, uh, you know, the 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 Ryan Reynolds this was before the Ryan Reynolds movie had come out like mm -hmm. i think he had i think that like that test footage had gotten leaked but that's it like the movie hadn't even been confirmed and i was like what if we did like a weapon 11 deadpool versus deadpool video and and see how that did and so put the last 500 into my uh, in my bank account into that project bought the you know the 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 best costumes i could afford and we choreographed it and literally took like six, seven hours and went out and shot it in like wow. some like water, like duct area in uh -huh. Vegas. And, uh, and it didn't do that well in the beginning. And I was like, I was kind of, I was super disappointed. I was like, I feel like there's something to this versus thing. We should maybe keep pulling that thread. All of a sudden the Ryan Reynolds movie gets announced. The Deadpool movie gets announced. Oh my and God, it, talk about timing. Dude, it, it went like, it was like six months after the video came out, but after it was like at a hundred thousand views uh -huh. and kind of like capped around like a little over a hundred thousand. And then all of a sudden the Ryan Reynolds movie came out and it freaking exploded. It like wow. launched and I was like, oh, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> so uh, now I think that video is at like 19 million views. Yeah. I was, it's, yeah, which, I checked that one out today as well. I was like, I yeah, so it stalled at 100,000 roughly for six yeah. months and then just happened to get some traction because the movie came out and skyrocketed. Overnight. That. Yeah, it's cool. I think that's that's an important note for a lot of creators. Like, you have these high expectations and then maybe it doesn't happen right away. Like, cool, like, let it do its thing. You never know what's going to happen. Six months Absolutely. Later, you get, like, almost 19 million views on top of what you had. That's incredible it's 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 insane and yeah it really is a lesson i think you're you're 100 right like for anybody out there who's a filmmaker like if you create your work and you put it out like at any point something could go viral like there's a every now and then like uh some one of our videos will just pick up in in views out of nowhere even though it's been out for like five six years it'll just shoot up and it's like it's encouraging because, you know, the kind of, and you know, because you're a visual effects artist and you're a creator yourself, you know how expensive and time consuming some of these projects can get. Sometimes mm -hmm. the, you're worried about is the investment that I'm putting into this actually worth it? And, uh, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where it could, it could pop off at any moment. You just need to, yeah, you never know. Do it. And like a lot of this stuff, like what you're making is going to be online forever. So trying to yep. like put an actual value or dollar amount on it is almost impossible. Like it exists yeah. in the ether now, you know, like who knows yeah. 500 years from now, future civilizations <laughs> are going to be like projecting ice Mohawk stuff on the uh, big screen, you know, wouldn't that be nuts? <laughs> It'll happen. That's a guarantee. Calling Hopefully. it right here, right now. Uh, you know, it'd be funny. It would, it would be poetic that like, you know, uh, 
the, the dream is, you know, we make some like, uh, like, who knows, maybe uh, I make the Nightwing movie and they let me direct it. Uh, they don't let me start it, but they'll let me direct it, which is, I'm like, I'm good with that too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, but people will still be posting like the Nightwing series or, or the Deadpool versus Deadpool. And that'll be the thing that people are talking about even after all these, all these years and all these projects, you know totally. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, like for those projects, like working on the big films and the features and the blockbusters, you know, I, I think everyone is drawn to it because it's yeah. such like a big cultural thing. But right. these videos that you're creating and the series that you've created, they're like yours and they're Jeremy's and they're the teams like you. You guys have so much more creative control. But, you know, if you did end up working on some of these bigger stuff, like you know, you're going to be stripped of so oh, much yeah. of the input and creativity. And that's just, that's how it is. That's the way that it goes, you know, but I'd still rather do that than not do that. But you're hundred percent right. right. Like the creative fulfillment that we get by being able to make this stuff is, is, uh, you know, truly, it's really, really wonderful. Um, it'd be nice to do it on a level where, you know, uh, where it's taken more seriously uh, so that's obviously always going to be the, the aspiration and, and the goal. Cause like, you know, you make a fan film and it's like, it's, it's amazing. It resonates with the cast, but, uh, ultimately it's not my intellectual property. It's belongs to someone else. I don't mm -hmm. have the permission or the license to use it. You know, we don't monetize or try to find a way to profit off of it, uh, beyond, you know, just having it on our channel. Like the, the idea, the goal is to just, make something that gets a lot of eyes, brings a lot of attention. So hopefully we can, you know, either do licensed stuff or, uh, work, you know, be able to work on more original stuff, which thankfully after a long time of, of living in the fan space, we're able to kind of branch out and do a little bit more original stuff here and there. Mm -hmm. And that's been super amazing and fulfilling. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So, uh, you did, after the series, you did the Deadpool versus Deadpool. And then I think maybe that kicked off the, um, Minute match uh, the mini matchups. Yeah. Which also did extremely well. And it's, it's, <laughs> I, I don't want to, um, it's almost a trope to do the matchups, right? Like right. the flash versus uh, Quicksilver, like, but yep. <laughs> everybody still wants to see it, you know? Like it's been done, but it hasn't been done by you guys until you've done it. So everybody, everybody like puts their own signature on it. And like, yeah, I guess it's, you know, you're catering to a fan base at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you're kind of doing it because you know, it's, there's going to be some guaranteed success, but it's also, it's superheroes and it, that kind of thing is never going to exist on the big screen, right? They're not going to, oh, make, absolutely. Yeah. You're never going to get them all in a room and be like, sure, let's make this thing happen. <laughs> so I like that aspect. Like you're, you're able to make this stuff for the internet, like decent budget and obviously really good quality that people get to watch. You're not just talking about it on a forum. You actually get to see the fight happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's also, uh, I think you step on their intellectual property less. It's it's less intrusive. You're stepping on to... both their intellectual property. So you're good. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it, by doing that, it falls under parody. Right. Uh, yeah. Like if I just made cover. a... Yeah. Yeah. Because if I did like just a Flash fan film, well, now I'm making a Flash fan film film series narrative that's competing with the currently existing Flash stuff. The Nightwing series, when we were doing that, there was no live action Nightwing. There was never even a thought of a live action Nightwing at that point. Mm -hmm. So it was another thing where I was like, like, 
there's nothing in existence. And frankly, I never thought we'd ever see a live action Nightwing. I like it's kind of crazy that there there's a Nightwing on Titans and they're talking about Nightwing potentially having a movie and all this. Yeah. So that, that's super dope as a fan. Um, but like by doing the versus fights, you know, we can kind of still uh, play in the sandbox without, I guess, pissing off the copyright owners totally. as much. I'd like to. I'd like to hope. You know, that's never in the. I mean, you the gotta intent. like. That's the thing. You you have to toe the line, and you never know what's gonna happen. And if worse comes to worse, and there's like a cease and desist, you have to take it down. You have to take it down. But yeah, I don't. Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like if you're if you create like. If you you're if you're doing something wrong, you create like a, a flash fan film, but you're also trying to sell like flash t-shirts and monetize the brand. Yeah. Yeah, you're stealing. You can't do that. But if you're just like, I love the comic, I love the series, here's like a fan film, and you're not trying to like monetize or take any money from it. You're just mm-hmm. like reinforcing your love for the brand and the character. To me, that's okay. And I get from like a legal perspective right. how that could be a little tricky to navigate, like say mm-hmm. what's okay and what's not. But I really like how um, like Lucasfilms has done it in the past where uh, like the Star Wars fan films are a thing, you know, they're oh, yeah. around forever. Legendary. Um, yeah, exactly. And like they, they've done like contests where they want people to do it. You can mm-hmm. like download uh, Star Wars stuff and they understand that the more you enforce the brand and the more you like fans get involved, the stronger the brand is. So I think Absolutely. more companies need to follow suit with that for sure. I think CBS, I think CBS whoever owns Star Trek released an official fan film like guide, which basically was like a, all right, these are the parameters you must work within if you want to make a Star Trek fan film. Mm. And it was like, it can't be over this amount of time and it can't have this amount of budget and it can't do this and it can't do that. And as long as you follow these parameters, you can do whatever the hell you want. And like, yeah, I I feel like it would, I feel like if companies did do that, it would, I, I feel like it only create good press and also like, there's a lot of ambiguity around it all. Mm-hmm. It would, you know, kind of, I think, clear the air as to what is and is not uh, acceptable. So fans, because fans are just going to do what fans do, you know, like a fan film is fan art, just like someone drawing an illustration of a character. Uh, a fan film is a filmmaker's fan art, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a lot more expensive and time consuming and resource intensive to <laughs> do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't know about the Star Wars thing, but, or the Star Trek thing, but I, I remember maybe it was like two or three years ago that there's some drama about a Star Trek fan film. It may have been like uh, produced through Kickstarter or something. Right. There's like all this hype around it. And mm-hmm. then um, whoever owned the rights was like, Nope. And they like I think that was the down. trigger that, yeah, that's probably what kicked off. Yeah. Like, okay. Here are the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, exactly what you're talking about was, was the reason I, I don't know all the details, so don't n- nobody quote me on that. But you know, look it up and do, do the yeah, research. We're not lawyers. We don't have yeah. like, legal background, or I don't. No, right? you may. <laughs> I don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we're not liable. Makes videos. <laughs> awesome. But, um, so you did the the matchups, which were an awesome series. You did like Deadpool versus Deadpool, Flash versus Quicksilver. You did Thor versus Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. But or a couple of the other ones that you did. Uh, Greeno versus Hawkeye, uh, yeah. Megazord versus Voltron, and Joker versus Joker. Yeah, that was yeah. all of them that we that we did. And awesome. a lot of people always ask us if we're going to be continuing that series. The answer is we're not. Um, it was a lot of fun, but I think like 
the thing about being an online creator is, is that we kind of want to follow our creative journey. And obviously we were in our early twenties when we did all that stuff. And it's like, now we want to kind of start, uh, you know, creating our own stuff and, and really pushing the limits of what we can do. And, uh, like the, the, if we're going to be doing versus matchups, like it's going to be partnered with death battle because, uh, they have a lot of the resources that allow us to f- facilitate the best possible uh, productions. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I'm really excited for this Red Hood versus Winter Soldier project because I feel like it's a, it, it's the culmination of everything we learned on the Nightwing this series, Nightwing series, and the minute matchups and all the in- independent freelance uh, projects that we've been working on. It's it's kind of like, as far as action goes, it really is uh, uh, one of my favorite projects we've worked on so I, I hope when you check it out i hope you like it and i hope the rest Dude, of the no doubt audience i, I don't think it. i've seen anything that you guys have done that i haven't enjoyed so oh, man yeah, it's, thank it's, you it's too. a guarantee <laughs> for sure yeah i feel like um you you had like the track record you guys you wore all like the multiple hats and you you have experience everywhere and now you get a partner with death battle where it seems like i i don't know those guys but they seem like they would kind of embrace you to do what you're best at and then they take on some of the other stuff, maybe like the the production um, and the funding and whatever to help you guys like achieve it. But you don't have to like, I guess, like walk through the muck as much with all that other stuff. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they provide a lot of the the parameters, but as far as the production goes, like it's every, every bit of it is us. Oh, uh, really? Like A to Z? Yeah. You guys are still, man, it's awesome. A to Z. It's all us. And that, that's why I love working with them so much. Cause like I said, they give us the parameter. They say, all right, these are the things that need to be included within the fight. Here's our version of the script. And obviously they, they do a lot of animation. Um, so, you know, we have to talk about, of course like what's possible in real life and they're filmmakers as well half those guys went to film school so they know the deal um so we kind of like bounce ideas back and forth we send a version uh, an updated version of uh, the script on our end mm-hmm. and then we go in and we uh they're like okay cool here's here's some resources they sent us some some props and stuff the budget provide the budget and then we lock in the location we get the actors we like it's my team on the on the production team you know jeremy has his own uh sets up the camera department uh, with a you know our our regular collaborators, we we got a couple of really talented stuntmen uh, and actors from uh, LA. They came out to Vegas for it, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, it's and again, that's 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 why I love working with them so much. Is because like when we did Nightwing versus Daredevil, the first collaboration, obviously they were they were more hands on uh, mm-hmm. because they didn't they didn't know what we were going to do. They didn't know if they you know how how much they would have needed to manage us. And we built a lot of trust and rapport on that one, uh, uh, and and really just became uh, friends. And it just became really really easy to produce a result that. Uh, we are happy with and feel fulfilled in creating and they feel happy that it not only is uh, uh, properly representing their brand, but also, uh, you know, creating something new and interesting for their brand. So Mm -hmm. it's, and that like, you know, like I said, like the videos that we produced on our channel, they were really difficult to produce. They were, they're, they're time consuming, they're expensive. A lot of them are self-financed and we really needed to kind of think of a new uh, we we kind of wanted to take a different approach to content creation in how we we are producing our work because it, it it was getting really for a while it was getting very hard to maintain especially because our eyes are bigger than our stomach in that we are constantly trying to 
push the boundaries of what we can do mm-hmm. and what uh, and and what we can do within the project, and that either is like way too much labor on, on us, or it's it's just time consuming or not cost effective or whatever. Yeah. And so by partnering with different brands like like Death Battle or Smosh Games or uh, or our our uh, our recent really our close friend Mari Takahashi, who we've been collaborating a lot on uh, a lot with lately. It's given us the opportunity to create content in a new and kind of different way. And, and that's been uh, uh, really exciting and fulfilling. And I think it's, it's couldn't really predict the trajectory that it's taking us, but it's exciting. And, and I'm excited to, you know, hopefully uh, continue sharing that journey with everybody who, who cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of people for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, an interesting company, right? Like what you guys are doing, you're, you're like hired, it's the dream job for a lot of people. It sounds like you guys are hired to make like a really dope short film that's like high intensity action that you have the creative control to kind of do what you guys do best. You're like you said, you do it for Death Battle, you've done it for Smosh, and now you're doing um, a project for uh, Mary. Is that Mar- Mari? Mari. Mari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, we have a couple projects with Mari uh, in, in development. Have, have you, okay, have you released anything with Mari yet? Uh, or? Not yet. So can you hint announced... at what you guys are working on? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's it's just gonna uh, build up hype and hopefully you know create interest. They're original projects, original IPs. So we just wanted to again, instead of like we wanted to take inspiration from the things that we love, but start to create things that are you know more uh, more personal or just like you know start uh, dipping our toes into different genres we've wanted to play in for a while. Like the like uh, the first one is called Coyote Sunset. It's a cyberpunk action scene. It's a short. Uh, short film uh, that is, uh, you know, aesthetically inspired by cyberpunk and like vaporwave. Um, it's got a cool synthwave soundtrack and it's, it was the first project we worked on with Mari. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working on another one, which is our, our interpretation of like a live action anime. And uh, the, all I'll say for that one right now is, is that it tentatively is called Azuki and uh, it's 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 our approach at like a live action anime kind of short and that's short a, film action scene. That's an original IP as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. Are that's... you going? What style are you going for? Are you like incorporating anime style, kind of like hand drawn, toon style stuff, or is it more like the anime style in terms of like the the camera movement and the action? You know what I'm saying? More that camera movement and action, taking inspiration from the things that we love about anime. But uh, anime has a very uh, is very uh, distinctly distinctly anime, very over the top and very. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love anime. Yeah, I grew up loving Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I, I know that's like a oh you're not an anime fan. You like Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball Z, Attack on Titan, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like like I'm. Uh, like the spectrum goes on, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, One Punch Man. So I took a lot of inspiration from my favorite. Oh, I love One Punch Man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, took, took a lot of inspiration from those uh, those anime when we were kind of designing it, but we wanted it to still kind of have more of a Western narrative. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's very experimental in what we tried to do. And I, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, for uh, like, again, not a, a lot of these projects have like, like I wouldn't expect like massive budgets, but like, we're able to kind of kind of do some weird and unique things, and and I think I, I'm excited to, to to show the world. We're actually again like you guys just released some assets recently that I told Preston. And I was like, yeah, we need to like uh, we need to use those. Those are absolutely those are perfect. 
Dude. Uh, when we're not recording, I'll tell you what they are. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Anytime like you guys want help on a project, like all we're doing is visual effects day in, day out. So if you need help on like any one single shot, just give us a shout or like let Preston know he's he's welcome to ask us. Like I'll, Copy I'll that, talk man. to Preston too. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, working on a, an original IP. That sounds great. Like that sounds like exactly what you're talking about before. Like what something mm-hmm. you want to do and you're making it happen. Are you are you are these projects coming to you and you just happen to be in the right place at the right time? Or are you like actively sending out the word that this is like a project I'd like to work on. So someone hire me. A little a little B. I mean, I think by doing what we've done, you know, the, uh, the, the, the old mantra, if you build it, they will come sort of deal. Like uh, we were always trying to like use Ismahawk as a launch pad to get us to achieving our overall lifelong dream of, of, you know, creative filmmaking and being able to create the projects that we're really interested and excited about. And uh, it, it's crazy. I, I don't know how it happened. I feel like, uh, you know, some of it, some of it, we, you know, we, it's a combination of incredibly, uh, incredible hard work and dedication and not giving up and then just kind of getting lucky and falling ass backwards into it. And, and just, uh, and just, you know, having the right thing pop up at the right time. Like in 2018, I was working at the Apple store. Uh, that was where I like literally, like we started Ismahawk in 2012 and I was working at the Apple store the entire time fun using that to finance the projects uh, that we were making. And uh, at a certain point uh, in 2018, it was kind of like reached the moment where I was like, I think we can, I think we can break off and I think I can quit and, and, and do this full time. And so after like years of, of, you know, like, you know, going to work for however long every day and then going to, uh, and then coming home and literally just sitting in front of my computer, editing and doing visual effects all night and to get these projects out. Finally, we'd reached a point where it was like, okay, we might actually be able to make this happen. We, and that was in 2018. And that was like uh, that, the, it was some other small projects that kind of got me to take the leap. And then right afterward, it's like, you take the leap of faith and then you don't know if you're going to hit your, you know, fall flat on your face or if you're going to get lucky. And I got a call from death battle and they were like, Hey, uh, are you guys interested in doing a live action? We're, okay. we're talking about, you know, doing some bigger things. And we were like, uh, uh, absolutely. So it's like planets that was the line for that moment, man. That's great. It gets crazier, man. It gets crazier. Because as we're on the tail end of finishing Nightwing versus Daredevil, I get a call from my friend Joven, uh, Joshua Ovenshire, who uh, was formerly of Smosh Games. And and he hits me up and is like, yo, we're, we're, we're doing this Assassin's Creed. Uh, Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft is, it wants to uh, license uh, like an Assassin's Creed, like ad commercial thing, like, uh, action scene for the Smosh Games channel featuring, uh, featuring Wes, Mari, and Joven, uh, and, uh, and it's shooting out in Catalina. Uh, so you guys want to come out to Catalina and, and you want to direct a fight scene. And, and I was like, uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so literally the next month we were, we were out on Catalina Island, uh, shooting this Assassin's Creed project with the yeah. death battle or with the, with the Smosh guys. And so it was like, it's just a series of, of fortunate, like right place at the right time, got the right calls from the right people and just years of just making friends and not expecting anything in return Mm -hmm. and them hitting me up and saying, Hey, you know, we love what you do. You want to come and do it for us. And I I don't know. I, 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 
I, I, it's definitely more complicated than that, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting. I'm, like, like if you try to commit full time to this yeah. project back um, when you were still working at the Apple store, like, I don't think it would like, I don't think you'd be where you are today. Like you had to still yeah. put in like the day job stuff and then build the passion stuff on the side. And yeah. then it got to the point where you're able to say like, Hey, maybe there's something here. It's still a risk, but let's dive in and see what happens. And then the second you did that, like everything came together. So, yeah, that's really you know, it's, you have a dream your entire life and, uh, you don't know if it's going to be possible. You don't know if, uh, you don't know if it's a, if it's attainable and, uh, but you know, just keep hammering away at it anyway and say, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to find a way to make it attainable. I'm going to find a way to make it work. And, and through that, because I, I never considered myself to be particularly talent, a talented person. I, I never feel like I, I have any sort of uh, God-given talent that makes me a, a, a creative visionary genius. It's just like, I just work really, really stupid hard and uh, am, am super stubborn and don't give up. And eventually, and, and luckily I work with a lot of people who are uh, who are also equally stubborn, equally hardworking, equally passionate. And together we've been able to kind of forge our own weird little path where we're actually like, like you said, like people, like the, we're getting, we have the opportunity to do projects that I think people would really love to do. And I don't know how we got here, but I'm not complaining and yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. You know what I mean? Totally, man. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I'm loving like everything you guys are doing. Super excited to see all the projects that are coming out. By the time this video is released, the next death battle should be out. So we'll uh, we'll promote that and we'll play play a couple clips right now for people to check out. And everybody watching, go give it a watch. You have to. Um, check it out. That, but I'm sure it's as awesome as I'm expecting it to be. I hope so. What yeah. if you watch it and you're, you're just like, oh my I'll God, come this back. is so bad. Why I'll did put we... up one of those little like notes <laughs> pop up and it's like, warning, do not watch. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So I see the behind the scenes of you directing and you're so high energy. You don't you don't look like you're slowing down. You just keep pushing everything forward. And then I hear all these projects that you're doing and all the different hats that you're wearing. How do you blow off steam? Like what, what do you do for fun to just not think about work? Or are you just like, this is, this is, you know, day and night constant. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend is, is definitely uh, trying to get me to uh, have a little bit more of a life uh, outside of work. Cause I'm definitely very, um, uh, let's just say I, I haven't always had the best uh, separation of, of, you know, life and work practices. Um, but uh, for blowing off steam, you know, uh, watching movies, watching shows, uh, I, I Sounds more like try to search than blowing off steam. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I exercise on a regular basis. I, you know, especially sitting in front of the computer yeah. all day. I feel like if you're especially if you're doing like VFX or editing, like you've got to be exercising. Uh, or else your body's just going to start falling apart. Uh, cause I've, I've been there, uh, meditating and yoga is, is something I've been getting into. that has been helping, you know, kind of get my mind right and, and help me, uh, definitely help me, uh, relax and blow off steam and, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I've been home a lot lately, but I feel like I, like now that we finished the death battle, my girlfriend's like, we need to go on a hike. Like, let's go, let's go hiking. Let's go in nature. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine. I'll go, we'll go do some nature stuff. It's like 150 <laughs> degrees outside. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
And it went like, I don't know, you're in San Diego right now, right? Yeah, like, and you're, you're in Vegas, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we, we haven't it's had probably like a little much... hotter for you, I would guess. Maybe not, but you guys are like desert, so. Yeah, you're you're yeah. by the ocean. You got the nice ocean breeze, but you guys also have the fires right now. How's everything That's true, there? man. Yeah, you can't uh, win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, I, as far as blowing off steam, uh, I'll get back to you on, I'll get back to you on that when I have a little bit more uh, separation. If, if anybody's watching this and taking any of this advice, don't do this. Don't, don't get obsessive about your work. It's not healthy in the long term. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. I, I find that like, a, like, I love my job. I think I've got one of the best jobs in the world. So like, I definitely bring my work home with me and like, yeah. you know, my girlfriend's an entrepreneur too. So we talk nice. about work constantly, but I need stuff that is not work right so my brain has time to like go through all the different information and projects that i'm thinking about otherwise i feel like it's just it's gonna like implode on itself yeah it's just sitting in your head constantly you don't have time to separate yourself what do you do what do you do to blow off steam give me some advice so i I have been doing some (laughs) yoga which actually is really really helpful um but life changing it's weird i just started doing it too (laughs) i love it man like especially so like if you allow your brain to like release the thoughts a little bit and not like get stuck on any one thing. It works out really Mm -hmm. well. I can't really do yoga when it's that hot outside. So I've I've not done (laughs) so much during summer, but uh, I surf a lot and surfing is like almost the equivalent. Like if you're out there paddling around, like you're not thinking about anything to do with a computer. Like you're focused on the horizon, like looking for the set to come in or you're like paying attention to your footwork and like, you're not thinking about work at all. So yeah, That's exercise dope. for sure. Moving around, get the blood flowing, and then come back, sit on a computer, and just like your body gets destroyed again all over. <laughs> the exact opposite thing of like surfing, which is super physical, is just yeah. like sitting in front of your computer cutting. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, you got to find that balance. But yeah, it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job, and you got to take your girlfriend on a trip once this thing ends and. Get to yeah, Disneyland. That's that's what she's telling me. Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Um, Danny, thanks for the interview. We do have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Let's go. Awesome. I'm ready. All right. Okay. Who is the best Robin? Uh, Dick Grayson. Well, are we, are we saying Robin or are we saying person who has held the mantle of Robin. Sorry, I know it's rapid fire, but we're saying person who has held the mantle of Robin. Dick Grayson. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is your, what, what is your favorite all time superhero movie? Uh, currently is the dark Knight. I know it's cliche, uh, but captain America winter soldier is a close second. I nice. love that movie. Yeah. Underrated. I thought that winter soldier yeah, it was it was a solid movie, and it didn't quite get the love that a lot of the others did. But it was. It was I still think it's the best MCU movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of great movies in the MCU pantheon, but like the action, the storytelling, the series of reveals, like uh, the fact that it felt like an espionage thriller. Like, man, I love that movie. <laughs> so much inspiration from that went into our Winter Soldier fight with Red Hood. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like MCU. I feel like they're very good. And like, I like DC too, guys. Okay. Like, I don't want to get called out. But like, the, the fighting styles for each mm-hmm. character, they seem to really care about like a uniqueness. Like, they all, they don't all yeah. fight the same way. Like, even if like their costumes were stripped away, you would still be able to know who's who just based on the way they like fight and move around. And yeah. Stuff, you know? Even the sound design. Have you noticed the sound design elements mm-hmm. they use to distinguish each? 
character has their own sound design motif with their uh with their just the way their equipment sounds like really? uh, thor's hammer versus cap shield versus iron man's uh versus black widow like every character has like a unique there's like video online uh where they show you like the foley that went into like making each character sounds unique so when they're all together but unique but like they can all still function in the same room that's awesome uh yeah the mcu is a, a master class bro yeah that's i love filmmaking like yeah like i i don't give credit to like the the artists and the the sound engineers and the foley artists who like came up with that but like now i will like there's there's so many creatives involved for creating it it's yeah it's insane it's a it's a machine man but i agree like we have we have the coolest we this is the coolest thing in the world man Seriously. like what a cool it. what a cool job we have i know <laughs> <laughs> uh Super next rapid guy. fire question oh you know what? i'll just make one up on the spot and no no context so no follow-up questions dc or marvel uh, <sighs> i had to i feel like it's gonna create to. a i can cut this out but i just had to put you on the spot i'm gonna say for me, DC only because Batman is my ride or die and has been since I was two years old. So I feel like even you know, Marvel fans have to respect that answer. It's I mean, Batman, the animated series, bro, like yeah. it's a work of art. It still holds up. And that was my first introduction to that character. You yeah. know, like it, it left a mark. It left a, left a, a really... I mean, we've been making Nightwing series and Seriously. Red Hood and all this stuff. Like, clearly, I'm a it kicked I'm off. A, yeah, it kicked off your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, though? No, you need to answer. No, no, now. no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you do. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> you um, make me do it. <laughs> I I will go with Marvel, um, but like I I I think some of the best characters are DC. But when I think Marvel, like I think the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and I am so like film focused. So right. I, I, you know, I do read a fair amount of comics, but I watch way more movies and mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I, I want DC to come together. And I feel like there's yeah. a lot of like get, get behind like one vision and one director or whatever. And like, you know, even if you guys aren't marvel that's fine you don't need to be the same scale but i feel like yeah they can't come to like an agreement and any kind of cohesion and marvel can which you know yeah cool. marvel did it in such a like i mean let, let's call it what it is marvel revolutionized the film industry mm-hmm. they changed the game like if you look at it uh, on an objective level dc or marvel it doesn't matter if you're a fan of those movies or not doesn't matter they literally changed the industry they've created hundreds of thousands of jobs since that uh since the mcu started everything is a cinematic universe now they changed the game objectively changed the game i feel like dc's finally getting their feet you know like matt reeves batman movie looks so sick like i'm so stoked on that man like like i've seen a trailer for that one actually you haven't yeah uh, no, yeah, I saw the teaser came out and I was like, I need to watch this. And then I don't know what happened. So watch it and let me know what you think. I, I feel will, like that has sure. the ability to contest the dark Knight as my favorite. Really? Movie. Wow. Man. It looks so sick, dude. It looks yeah. so sick. Yeah. Dark, dark Knight might, I mean, Iron Man might be my favorite superhero movie, Oof. but I mean, dark Knight, like it's, it's, like, it's everybody's answer, but it's, that's cause it might be the best one, man. It's, it's solid. Yeah. Also changed the game. <laughs> also know? changed the game. Totally. It's like gritty superhero movies all right let's do it and i'm telling you man you got to watch the trailer for this new batman movie it looks and the talent they have like 
amazing actors, amazing, like Greg Frazier is, is the DP on it. He also did Rogue One. He did Mandalorian. This dude is, this dude is so, such a sick cinematographer. Matt Reeves, dude, did you, you saw the Planet of the Apes movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underrated, man. Those movies are so dope. Yeah. Uh, I agree. But, yeah, seriously. I, I'll do like a whole um, essay on why everyone needs to watch them and why they're the best and most underrated out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the best trilogies ever made and nobody talks about it. Like, I it feel is like people loved tight. them, but then, yeah, nobody talked about them afterwards for some reason. Yeah. But yeah. Whatever. They're, they're super solid. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite cereal? Cereal. Um, Man, uh, you really hit me with that. You're hitting me with that. That's the hard ones today. (laughs) Uh, Hitting me with the hard ones today. uh, As a kid, it was Lucky Charms. Okay. Uh, But I'm 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 a big fan of Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, Ah. I feel like those are they're they're not too sugary or unhealthy for you, but they're also delicious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't feel guilty about eating a giant bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. It's not just pure sugar. It's got the flavor, and you'd be like, this, this was, it was a healthy enough breakfast. Healthier than, yeah. like, Lucky Charms. Probably. <laughs> or, you know, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. But, oh, the Cinnamon Toast, toast Crunch milk. Oh, oh it's the it's, best. <laughs> it's such a guilty pleasure. It, it totally really is. Pops. Not enough, people, not, not enough people talk about Pops. Pops. You gotta have my Pops. Pops retains the pop. That's why I like pops. A lot of cereal, you just let it sit too long and it's soggy. But pops, man, mm-hmm. you walk away 15 minutes, come back, still got the pop. That's true advertising. That You'd is like that a is sponsorship truthful. for this, by the way, pops. Yeah. yeah. Pops, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> Production crate in Esmahawk. That's right. <laughs> um, what is the fastest animal on the planet? It's the cheetah, right? It's the cheetah. The cheetah is the fastest land animal. It's a, uh, a trick question. The peregrine falcon is the fastest animal. When they dive, they can go over 240 miles an hour. Imagine flying that fast. That I think wouldn't we turn like, into jelly? Wouldn't you? Can humans survive know, that speed? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just don't have enough like mass on them that they, you could just shoot them. Well, they have hollow bones, right? So they're lighter. Yeah, but I would assume at that speed they would just snap. 240 miles an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, maybe like fifty percent of them are just disintegrating up there. That's what shooting stars actually are: <laughs> peregrine falcons who overheat. Just, see, that's why we picked a bird as our mascot. You know, Smart. like yeah, yeah bird, birds are tough, man. They can fly. You know, they're you know they squawk. What? That's you yeah, guys sure, thought that's, it out. That's a good reason. Yeah, really thought it through. <laughs> um, where did Ice Mahawk come from? The name. It's my. It was my Xbox 360 gamer tag when I was 16. And Isma is the prefix uh, to a word called a uh, word Ismail, which were the original. Uh, the term the the game Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. is based off of a uh, uh, an ancient Persian because uh, I'm Persian ancient Persian order. the The term assassin comes from this group. Uh, the oh, hash really? uh, yeah the Hashishian or the Hashashin. Um, different terms but uh I, I was very fascinated by it by them growing up and and then they came out with the assassin's creed games which i was like oh that's super cool it's like kind of loosely based off of off of this uh this actual historical group um so i i took that when i was 16 and i named 
my gamer tag after it. And back in the day, you couldn't change your YouTube channel name. And my YouTube channel was called Ismahawk. So it stuck. So here we are <laughs> 10 years later, we are still named after my high school gamer tag. That's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dorky, but Hey, whatever. Dude, I love it. No way. That's great. Um, how high can you jump? How high can I jump? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not like a basketball player or anything, but I can jump decently high. Get I, got, I got some, I got some slight hops a right. little bit. Yeah. I used to be able to do, I used to be able to do a lot more crazy moves. Uh, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. So I learned oh, cool. a bunch of, a bunch of cool, bunch of cool stuff, but I haven't trained in years and I, I'm a lot less flexible these days. Now I, I now like for Nightwing versus Daredevil, everybody thinks I do my own stunts and I'm, I try to make it as clear as possible that I do not. I do not do all of my own stunts. I do some of them. You do some, yeah. I, Yes, but like for the most part, like all the flips and the crazy kicks and stuff, that's another more talented uh, uh, physical beast who, who I need to, to do that. So uh, my hops are, I would say, average. Average. I'd pr- probably above average. You know, little black belt taekwondo, you got a yeah, couple of extra inches off that. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. I'm also, what, what's the... So yeah, you, you do some of your own stunts, not all of it, but what yeah. is the um, like most difficult or maybe the stunt that you're most impressed by that you have done in any of your videos or any <sighs> death battle or whatever? Uh, I feel like I, I'm really good at looking like I'm getting my ass kicked. So <laughs> in Nightwing the series, uh, episode three, um, which is one of the, the most viewed, uh, the second most viewed episode, I think after the first episode, um, there's a part where Deathstroke is, is beating the hell out of me. And that's me. Uh, there's another dude doing the stunts and the flips and stuff like that's, that's, that's another, that's a stunt double, but there's a part where I'm literally just getting beaten and thrown through things. And that's all me. And, uh, and, and it was one of those things where in between takes, everybody would have to stop and be like, be like, Danny, are you all right? You're all right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, uh, I'm acting. Minor concussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to jump through a, and you can see it in the behind the scenes for episode three of Nightwing the series. Um, uh-huh. I have to jump through a fake uh, foam door and we had to, we could not get the shot right. So I had to do it myself. Uh, I, I think like, I mean, I'm at seven or eight times. I had to jump through this wall and just hit asphalt, just oh, pop every time. And every single time I was fine, except for one time I jumped out and I bang, bang my elbow on the <sighs> door frame I was jumping through. And that's actually the take we use. I actually hit the ground and go, oh, and you can kind of see me kind of like clench my arm for a second, then let go. Cause I'm like, oh no, don't break character. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually see it. it's in the series. I'm like, Kind of like all over. Yeah, <laughs> I was legitimately in pain. Oh man, I gotta look that shot up. Yeah, good commitment. Yeah, uh, for it. it's fun. I don't mind. It's uh, you know, you get you get bumps, bumps and bruises, but you know, it's it's fun to be a part of the the action. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good. The the hard hitting shot made it in because like if that wasn't the take and it was just never seen by the light of day again be like oh, come on that was the that was real <laughs> i was also the editor so i was like well, we're using this take <laughs> we're using say. this take yeah <laughs> um so you go to a restaurant uh, it could be like a thai restaurant and they ask you spicy level 1 through 10 what do you say 6 okay a little Six. higher but not like crazy you yeah and those that they might like call you out and just go full on if you go any higher with it. 
Oh yeah. Like if you go to uh, like, and those spice levels aren't joking around, like 10 will, 10 will kill me. Yeah. And I'm pretty good with spice, but I'd like to, I feel like six is a good six or seven even if I'm feeling, yeah. if I'm feeling a little spicy, I'll I'm about the seven. same six or seven. Like I feel like some places they might go light on the spice. And even if I know that mm-hmm. if I order a nine or a 10, I know the chef is back there like, Oh, you want to play? Okay. And he's, he's, he's going <laughs> to splash it on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not yeah. worth it. It'll make you regret it. <laughs> yeah, <he will. laughs> um, so you're in a situation where you have no choice, but to battle either 30 squirrels and like they, they're attacking you mm-hmm. or what I pick. Oh, three full grown mountain goats. And these are the ones with like the, the curly horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, every animal there wants to fight you. Like they're not running away. They're not scared of you. You have to fight them. Which would you pick? The squirrels. 30 the squirrels, squirrels just, man. Pop, pop, pop. It, it would I be like, know. I would be like Neo in the matrix, dude. Yeah, I, you have cool. to be to fight 30 squirrels. <laughs> it's a lot of squirrels and they're very, and they got a lot of agility, which yeah. is a concern, but the goats have raw strength. Yeah. They and can't get was, off the ground though. And you can jump pretty high. Those squirrels might be able to just. <laughs> Could you imagine jumping, but like not high enough and then just getting rammed by a goat? I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. You're right. I feel like one hit from a goat and you're done, but like 10,000 hits from like angry little squirrels and you wish you were done. It's the bites and the scratches I'd be it worried is. about. As long as you gotta, go, you gotta get goggles. Yeah. If you, if you had goggles on a hand, you're good. And if you were very comfortable spinning really quickly, those squirrels mm-hmm. can't touch you. Yeah. So if you're a good Can spin- I have a bow staff, uh, Neo style? You can't have a bow staff unless you okay. find one uh, in whatever scenario you're in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, what's the scariest thing that you have ever done? The scariest thing I've ever done? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, I feel like... I might have done something scarier, but I think the scariest thing that I had to experience was I had to get uh, surgery on the uh, on the uh, the uh, tendons and muscles in my eyes. Uh, and yeah, it was it was it was bad. It was actually around the time we were making Megazord versus Voltron. I never talked about it a lot. Um, but it was, it was because of like overworking myself and being in front of the computer for too long. I was really just not taking care of myself. And the result was I had a very, uh, I had a lot of tension in the, uh, in the inner muscles of my eyes. Mm. So I had to go and get surgery on uh, in order to like loosen them up. And that was, that, that's probably the most scared I had been about about anything. Yeah. Uh, just cause that was really that whole process, just everything, about it was just a kind of traumatizing. So that was probably the, 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 the most fear I felt for anything, you know, you kind of need these things to see it, you uh, do. experience yeah. the world. So yeah. How did, everything good now? <laughs> everything good. Everything went, everything went yeah. really good. I had a great doctor. Uh, the recovery process sucked. Um, and I, I usually have to wear blue blockers like constantly. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm a hundred percent and I'm, I'm, yeah, very, very grateful that everything went well. But it, the the experience of it was terrifying. Yeah, I can't imagine, man. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself, dude. We can't yeah. we can't lose you. Yeah, <laughs> can't lose those eyes, man. You got to keep making that work. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it went well. Uh, that's Thank you. Like eye surgery. That's yeah, super terrifying. It's, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a weird place to 
you know, because it's such an ascent, like it's how you, you don't realize how important your vision is and how critical it is to your quality of life until like a scenario like that is happening. And, uh, and then it like everything kind of like falls into place and you're like, wow, I really should have been more mature and responsible about this. So again, anybody who's listening to this, uh, learn from my mistakes and take, you know, take all the things that I did right and then take all the things I did wrong and then, and learn from that and then be better than me. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the benefit of like, um, being online or having like an outlet in a community is like yeah. sharing your mistakes is probably the best knowledge you can hand on. So absolutely. Yeah, definitely take care of yourself. I've got, <laughs> got like those, uh, the yellow glasses that like reflect back the blue light and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Those I got, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> so yeah. many. <laughs> yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I got mine around here somewhere. But, um, do you own a fedora? Do I own a fedora? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did when I was in high school. I did, did you wear it like every day? No. Were you the fedora kid? Oh, I was never the fedora one. kid. <laughs> no, but like I, I will, I will embarrass myself and say that there, there was a time, and my high school friends will never let me forget it. That there was a time where I showed up to school with, with uh, uh, not just one popped collar polo. No. But two polos <laughs> with pop collars. You have to send us that photo, man. If nope. you got it somewhere. No, 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 no. You use we'll your do imagination. A, re- a reenactment. <laughs> no one will ever see that. It will never see the light of day. <laughs> You're just gonna have to use your imagination and and just remember that you know high school is a transitional period. We're learning. We're figuring it out. You know. That's right, yeah. <laughs> It, it, apparently it didn't stick. I haven't seen the double pop collar in a while. So no, bring it no, back I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny, everybody wants to see your work if they haven't already. So what's the best place to follow you and see the videos you've made? You can watch all of our videos, youtube.com slash ismahawk. We're going to be posting the content that will be on there that won't be, or the content we're making that won't be on our channel. Uh, we'll still have like a link from our channel. So you can see all of our work on there for the music videos we made, the action scenes, the originals, uh, it's all gonna be there. Um, and then if you want to, you know, kind of stay in the loop, you can follow us on Instagram, at Ismahawk on Instagram. You can follow me personally, at Danny Lachep. Um, and yeah, we've got like, we're, we're building a, a super awesome uh, community. So we have got a, like a Discord and, you know, whatever social medias you like best. I think we're most active on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, there you go. Long-winded, awesome. follow me. We make cool stuff, I think. <laughs> you make very cool stuff. And yeah, everybody definitely go follow Ismahawk if you're not already, which I'm sure at least half of you are. Danny, thank you so much, man. Uh, it was really good to finally connect with you after all these years. And yeah, huge fan. Love the work you're doing. And let's let's collaborate on something and talk again. Likewise, Chris. I'm a big fan of what you guys do at Production Crate. You guys make some amazing content and amazing products overall. Uh I'm a fan. I've, I've watched a bunch of your tutorials and a bunch of your videos. So like, it's been great finally getting a chance to talk to you. So yeah. Uh, likewise, man, I'm looking forward to hopefully collaborating in the future. Awesome. Danny. Have a great day, man. Likewise, man. Take it easy. Thank you for listening and remember to make it awesome.